Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Frosted Takes podcast. I am here once again with our guest, Matt Sasso, and we are once again talking NBA. So in today's episode, we are going to illustrate some trades that we want to see, kind of from a fan side of things, ahead of the deadline. And before we get into that, we are going to mock the All-Star Draft. So we flipped a coin. We actually didn't flip a coin. Sasso hates LeBron more than I do, so he won not being LeBron. I don't know about that. (laughs) And uh, so I am going to pretend to be LeBron, who has the first pick, and then he's going to pretend to be Steph. And uh, just so everyone knows, the way the rules work for the All-Star Draft is that the leading vote-getter, in this case LeBron, gets the number one pick, and you have to draft all of the starters first. So the first eight picks are the other starters. And then when you transition into the reserve picks, Steph gets the first pick among those. So in this case, Matt, Steph Curry, Matt, will be making... So in this will be making (laughs) consecutive selections, eighth and ninth. Spoiler alert. And then uh, going from there. And I think I know who's going to take ninth. Um, (laughs) Anyway, here we go. Um, So... And we can kind of talk about the selections because um, we're trying to build a team that we would want to win the game and be as competitive as possible. Um, but it's kind of I up actually to your had discretion. a question about that. So yeah. yeah, do you you mean what do you think they're doing? Are we doing this in their trying to be in their mindset? And if so, do you think they want to win because they don't really like each other, or do they you think they're just trying to have as much fun as possible? Um, they really don't like each other. Um, I'm sure they want to beat each other, you know? I just know that I'm LeBron, so I won't be drafting Kyrie. (laughs) Right. Other question I have. Is Kyrie, like, blackballed from this? Uh, Or does he like Steph now? Did they, were they joking around after he got traded? Was that that video? I think he might end up being the last pick of the starters. See, this is why the league won't release the draft. I know. Like... Will he not get picked? Yeah, I don't know if Steph doesn't like him. or Wasn't there the video where they were kind of over the offseason right after he got traded? Wasn't Steph making fun of LeBron with somebody, and wasn't it Kyrie? I uh, Wasn't it someone's wedding? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, then I guess, okay, so you can take Kyrie, and, and I don't have to worry yeah, about it. Yeah, Kyrie Irving um, laughs hysterically as Steph mocked. It's just weird, because you could try to win the game on just straight talent or trying to actually like fit your roster together, but... Yeah, who knows what they'll do. Just okay. do it. You are I'll Steph Curry, you but you're Matt Sasso, so just do whatever Yeah. All right. you want to do. Um, all right, so without further ado, um, yeah, and then we can kind of talk about um, each pick as we make it, but mm-hmm. realistically, um, in terms of who I'm taking first here as LeBron James, I'm taking Kevin Durant, and I don't think Ooh. I really need to <laughs> explain too much as to why I am taking Kevin Durant first. So you're on the clock. I think that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if LeBron will actually do that out of pettiness. He might be uh, too petty to do it, it's true. but He might be too petty for that. That's okay. Um well, he would have been my first pick if he was available if we were trying to win, obviously. But I think if I'm Steph and if I'm me, I want to see him play with James Harden. Oh, and man. it's an all-star game, and people don't play defense anyway, so I'm picking James Harden. I really, really thought that you were just going to take Giannis, and I was super I, pumped to take James Harden right after that, so uh, thanks. <laughs> I was going to pick Giannis. As my other option. So, uh, I would have taken James Harden, so I just agree with that. And seeing Steph and James in the same backcourt is just what every awesome. NBA nerd dreams of. So, uh, good job. Yeah. yeah. Thank, um, you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Then I will go with the guy that you did not take and take Giannis so that we can see LeBron and Giannis be six foot ten. Super <laughs> athletes on the court at the same time, and Durant. So you got another seven footer. So that's interesting. I have a really long team. You're not going to score on me if we try at all on defense. I well, yeah, they have to try. That's step one. Um, yeah, so that's not good. I have no height. Okay, 
I can readjust, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go, wow, wow. Anthony Davis. Damn. All right. So I can't have you have I think all the that I know he was absolutely going to be my next pick. Um, I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. Um, he's yeah. clear. He is definitely the best player still there. Yeah. And now you have a big man. But okay. So then, now that you have Anthony Davis, and you have Giannis and LeBron. Kevin Durant. It's almost East versus West if you didn't have Durant. This is turning out really well for the NBA. They really should just get rid of the conferences and just have the 24 best players be the All-Stars. Yeah. Alright, so I have LeBron, Durant, and Giannis. And you know what? <laughs> the, the logical pick here would be Kyrie. I know, but I'm not going to pick Kyrie because I hate that kid. It won't work, Because won't he's work. an ungrateful little rat that yeah. is, he just can't handle my greatness, and that's why he demanded out because he just is inferior and scared of being inferior. So Thriving in Boston. Thriving. He's trash. Trash. Uh, um, I will then choose Embiid, and you are going to actually not score a point in this all-star game okay uh hmm you took all the wing players you took all like the the forward the small forwards and everything um and i'm building just the most petty small we're going small ball so i'm taking Kyrie. all right that's fine you can have just we're just gonna laugh to the fucking bank with all the threes we shoot over your ass from midcourt that might be a problem. Um, <laughs> damn. So logic dictates that I literally have to take Demar Derozan, <laughs> but you do. I. You but I could just take like, Boogie. <laughs> what would you do? That LeBron I mean, or Giannis could just be my or Boogie could just be the point guard. Everyone's huge, and only one guy in your team can shoot really well. Uh, I do have a lack of shooting. I guess I have to take DeRozan, which doesn't actually help my uh, three-point No, it doesn't. Shooting, I think DeMarcus but... is probably a better shooter than DeMar from three, not from mid-range. Well, we're going to just grind it out and play old-school basketball. So and the fans are going to love it. Yes. So then you have to take Boogie. Do you think Boogie will actually be the last pick? I bet DeMar DeRozan is. I don't know. Unless maybe, LeBron, we just made maybe LeBron will take him. So to try to convince him to team up in the summer. Yeah. So I I just want you to know my team is just almost all West Coast. Like, I have Kyrie, that's it. I have Anthony Davis and DeMarcus, so hopefully they're still on the Pelicans by the time the All-Star game rolls around or they're going to hate each other. Yeah, well, my, <laughs> my lineup is all Eastern Conference except for Durant. This is turning out really diverse. Okay, totally. moving. Let's let's move on to the reserves. Uh, getting an East Coast person and getting some height, and he's just gonna start over Demarcus because I'm the boss. <laughs> His name is Kristaps Porzingis. I don't think that that's how that works, but okay. Well, I'm gonna. Who's coaching? Uh, Tyrone Lue. Is he? Ugh. Is it? Who was in the finals last year? Is that how? And it's normally the team. No, it's the coach. With the best record. Oh, with the best record. Conference, but you the... can't coach twice in a row, I don't think. So it's not Brad Stevens. So it's going to be um, is the Dwayne, coach. Is it Dwayne Casey? Dwayne Casey. Oh, God. All right. That's fine. All right. Well, in my uh, dire need, in my dire need to diversify my bonds with a uh, Western mm-hmm. player and an actual point guard that would serve my team well, I'm going to take Russell Westbrook. Oof, I scoff at that. I scoff at it. Well, what are you going to do? Point guard that will serve your team well? Well, I just pick need a Fucking a point guard who passes well, to not just pad stats. <laughs> he, It's an all-star game. That's like the point to pad stats. I know. Yeah, you're right. You need him over Kyle Lowry. Okay. Um... That's fine, since I'm not going to be able to score ever, and I need some defense. I'm taking... <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to take Draymond 
and we're just gonna make a super team again. All right. Yeah. Damn. Let's see what we got going on here. Draymond will guard all your wing players. I don't think he's going to. Now, this is oh man. This is really difficult because my boy is still on the board. But uh, 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 no. Well, he's also my boy, but no. Um. Oh man, I just gotta take Jimmy buckets. Yeah. I just have to. I'm taking him. You have all the defense besides Draymond and Anthony Davis, I guess, but you, it's not like you have worse defenders. You have all the good defenders. That's how you build an all-star team. Right. <laughs> defense first. Defense Real first. entertaining. Defense and inability to shoot threes. Yes. That's what the fans want. Um, well, I'm just going to keep re-upping on my strategy of hoarding all the shooters, and I'm going to pick uh, Damian Lillard. Damn. All right. So at any given point, you're going to have Steph, Harden, Damian Lillard on the same court at the same time, and Kyrie Irving. So, good luck. You know, I don't want to take this guy, but my extreme lack of shooting, actually... Uh... Yeah, you have to take Clay. <laughs> mm, no, I got a back... I got... I got... You got Beal after that, but... Uh... No, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Oladipo because Oh yeah. He can dunk and the fans want that. And he's so cool. It's just a good story. And he's so cool. And it's a great story. <laughs> and fans want dunking. I'll find a different shooter. Yeah. Um no one's ever gonna take Lamarcus Aldridge. Um also like I know how important Al Horford is to the Celtics, but like he's just not an all-star game player that I want. So, and Kevin Love's a kind of a, you know, he's been blackballed. You can't pick Kevin Love either. I don't think LeBron's going to pick Kevin Love. That's going to end the relationship when he doesn't pick him. Oof. Well, I don't know. Isaiah Thomas was the one that uh really came at Kevin Love. Oh really? Yeah, which is That's so true. weird to me because like you're new here. Yeah, but he doesn't want to be there, obviously. <laughs> All right, well, then I'm going to pick um, Bradley Beal. All right, that's fine. You can have Bradley Beal. Yeah. All right, and I'll now I will you. take Clay. Okay. Just for the shooting. Yeah. He might win MVP. All right. Um, well, I got to take Carl Anthony Towns for some low post presence, and he's the worst defender in the world, but it doesn't he matter. He got like better. James Harden. He got better. No, he didn't. Yes, he's he did. Worse this year. He got better. No, he got post December first. He got better. Oh. Okay. Uh, um, do I uh, do I take the better player or do I take the shooter? This is hard. <laughs> this is more difficult than I was anticipating. Um, I will take. I, I'm LeBron. I just can't take Kevin Love because I hate Kevin Love. I will take Lamarck Soldiers. Oh, my God. Biggest mistake of your life. He's so good. He's so bad. All right. Uh, then I'm going to take... I have so many guards, I can't take Lowry or Wall. I'm just going to take out Horford. Fuck it. All right, thank God, because I, I really want Kyle Lowry. <laughs> yeah, he's your boy. I know. I can't believe he lasted this long. Who'd you just take I Horford? picked four point guards in the first, like, five picks. Yeah. <laughs> Good strategy by me. Steal the draft, Kyle Lowry. Sure. Did you just take Horford? I took Horford. All right. All that's left is John Wall and Kevin Love, and I'm picking John Wall. Thank just to you make very much. Awkward on your because team. Because I can't stand John Wall. But that's fine. I just won't ever yeah, put – do I get to coach the team? I just won't put Love in the game. LeBron probably has some say in who plays. Um that's, that would be really deliciously petty. Like, Kevin Love doesn't get picked. He just defaults onto LeBron's team, which is, like, sort of what it feels like they're doing on the Cavs right now. And then they never play him. That would be great in the All-Star game. Yes. Um, this game's either going to be 190 to 180, and I shoot all threes, or my team's never going to score. They're never going to score. So, to recap, it Team LeBron is LeBron, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Embiid, DeRozan, 
Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Oladipo, Clay, Lamarcus Aldridge, Kyle Lowry, and Kevin Love. Russell Westbrook's Steph. your shortest player, and he's six three, and he's he's like your only player under six five. I really hope that our three followers tweet us as to who they think is going to win this game. Um, <laughs> so Team Steph is comprised of Steph, we'll a poll. James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, Boogie, Porzingis, Draymond, Lillard, Beal, Carl Anthony Towns, Horford, and Wall. You definitely have a more All Star E team than I do. I think I do. I think I have a different team. I just think that my guards. team is gonna murder your team. They're gonna have to try on defense, though. They're gonna have to make like a team defensive plan and actually execute it to bring out their talents. No one's gonna but do that. They, I mean, you could. Every, I could have. I could have Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and Oladipo do nothing but play defense. I'm pretty sure it's in like the Sixers contract that Embiid cannot play more than two minutes in this game. First of all. <laughs> So that was a bad pick. <laughs> no, it was a great pick. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to win. I'm going to import gonna this win. team into 2K, and I'm going to accompany this podcast with it. the outcome. Actually, I really want you to do that. I'm going to do that. And so I didn't write down our teams, so you're going to have to send me that list. All right. <laughs> Fine. And for our three followers, please tweet us, letting us know who you think is going we'll to win. We'll make a poll. All right, um, we can also make a poll. I'll show you how to make a Twitter poll because you're 900 years old, apparently, and don't know how to use the internet, but we'll make a poll. This is true. This is why you're the technician on staff. All right. This is why, yeah. So I'm a recurring guest because I'm the editor um, yes. and producer here on this podcast, just so everyone knows. Mom, thank you. <laughs> yes, he is very valuable. Without so him, there valuable. is no podcast. That is true. <laughs> okay, right. so now a little so first some context of uh, the trade. We didn't hamstring ourselves with um, would this team really do this? Because then they'd be in the tax, and how much the luxury tax bill do you think this owner would really pay? And and mm. uh, the more nuanced. Uh, factors in making trades it's really just what trades do we want to see um, and then a pretty gen- not general a pretty good idea of what the outline would be for those trades um, so with that in mind um, I think I know where you're going first so why don't you just uh, go ahead you don't know where I'm going, but oh, I, I told you a little. But, like, I don't think this makes sense for the Knicks anymore. I know you want me to talk about the Knicks, and there are mild rumors about that just because they have a young point guard to trade away. But Well, do you see what Jordan said? No. He will only trade Kemba if he gets an all-star such as the Spurs' Kawhi Leonard in return. So, Oh, my God. He's so dumb. That okay. I think I, I, I mean he either he either is... means that, which is absurd, or the offers are just such trash that he's just that putting he that out it. there to get people to be like, I mean, come on, you know, like hey guys, like uh do a little better. Yeah. Well, let's pretend he's still on the trading block because it was pretty hot that stove like a week ago. So um the first thing I heard was they want to shed one of their bad contracts. So I'm assuming that means someone like, I don't know. Well, they said it. It's MKG or Marvin Williams or Dwight or Batum. Yeah. So, you know, Batum's owed the most. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing with the Knicks. Are they going to take a decent player or a role player and a bad contract just to and trade away a 19-year-old to get... Kemba Walker, who's 28. Um, yeah, I don't think it makes yes. sense for them. I, I, I don't know why. I mean... They will do it because they're dumb and they're the Knicks. And well, they, they want, like they want the salary relief. They want salary right. relief and they want a draft pick. Or a young yeah. guy. So would they do it for a young guy and a draft pick with no salary relief? I don't know. I just don't know why the Knicks would give up 
Frank right. and So hopefully, I'm hoping the tides have turned and they're not that dumb anymore. And because trading for Kemba is a, a win now move at this point, and they're not going to win now with Kemba. Um, and like last year when they were trying to tra- trade Mello, people wanted to also include a salary dump, and the Knicks weren't willing to take on a salary. So I don't know why they would be willing to trade Frank away and take on a salary if they weren't willing to trade away somebody who was going to leave anyway and take on a salary at that time. I don't think you know, that so. they will. I, I don't think that he's going to end up on the Knicks. No. But as a fan and a UConn alum, I would love to see Kemba play like two games on the Knicks, but I don't think it's good for the team or the future of the franchise. Um. So then, um, what so do you my have point most? is no on the Knicks. I have <laughs> um, he's not going to get Kawhi Leonard, but he could get something out of the Spurs. The Spurs bench oh, Tony Parker. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I know. You stole um, my trade. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I fine. just I got here first. Um, <laughs> yes, you got. They the could one show first. It's going to be hard for them and their fans, but if they're benching Tony Parker anyway and he's an expiring contract, trade him. You can trade him and a pick and Murray, who they just announced as the starter, and take on Kemba and Nick Batum or... Yeah, Nick Batum or Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, I guess. I don't know who they'd rather have, probably... MKG because it's less money, but whoever really, if they really want Kemba and a new all-star caliber point guard, whatever the Hornets are willing to trade them. Um, and I think if they're getting a pick, it might not be the best pick for the Hornets, but I think Murray's got some potential, and obviously Pop trusts him enough to run a number three seed and become the starting point guard, so there's got to be something there. I agree. So, so I actually made this trade up and wrote it down like two weeks ago before it came out that they were actually shopping Kemba and part of their strategy was to get salary relief but I didn't revise it because I think that this still just makes sense for both teams so the trade that I have is built around DeJounte Murray because then they get a young upside point guard to replace Kemba and he won't be as good as Kemba so they'll just suck more and worse than their own draft pick for this year and then, right. so they get DeJounte Murray, Kyle Anderson, the Spurs 2018 first-round pick, which the Spurs don't do. This isn't going to happen. The Spurs don't trade first-round picks. But So they get DeJounte Murray, Kyle Anderson, uh, 2018 first-round pick. And then for salary purposes, they take Rudy Gay, who has a player option for next year, who will exercise it, but it's like $8 million. And in Jordan's Suedo rebuild but oh we're still going to try to contend world uh he might think mm-hmm. that rudy gay like kind of still helps him now and he actually might even though they have a super log jam at the positions that gay plays but he still is just a viable member of their rotation and can kind of like help float above well not they won't float above water but to kind of just keep it going until they can actually uh get off some true Poor salary. So, and then... Um, Where does that leave the Spurs? So, that leaves us... So, it makes them thinner, but I actually think that Pop could coach a G League team to, like, 35 wins. So, I don't think it matters that mm-hmm. they would be uh, filling that filling those two roster spots with uh, people they'd just be pulling up from the G League or signing off of free agency but the th- the reason I don't know what's going on I also did this when uh it wasn't so uh, imp- uh mysterious around Kawhi's injuries and I don't know when he's coming back or if he's ever mm-hmm. coming back now I guess apparently um but if he is at least back in time for the playoffs um the reason that they should do this move and go get Kemba is I it, it's just the same type of aggression that the Rockets and the Thunder showed when they made their trades um the a lot of the league is kind of just laying low and trying to wait out the Warriors juggernaut which is understandable but when you have Harden and you have Russell Westbrook and they're in their prime 
Yeah. What do you? You can't waste it. You can't just be like, oh well, the Warriors are an overlord, and yes, they are, and you're not going to beat them. It's not going to happen. But you, you only get one James Harden probably in your career, or one Russell Westbrook in your career as a GM. So, um, and you only get one Kawhi Leonard. So I just would like to see them have the same aggressiveness, even though this is not a Spurs type of maneuver. But to have that same type of mindset, same type of aggressiveness, and and try to maximize Kawhi's prime and maximize uh, Marcus's twilight years here and and bring it and this is something that they need I mean they don't really have a bouncy creator um, it's, uh, I mean it's something that they lack especially with Kawhi out and I don't think that it would be too difficult of a transition for Kemba to get used to Pop screaming at him since he had Jim Calhoun screaming at him. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that the uh, the Spurs should just, just go for it on this one. I, I would, yeah, definitely want this to happen, um, even though it just makes the West stronger. Um, oh, Kemba. I just want him on a good team for once. I can't tell you how many times I went to Knicks games at MSG, and every time it was the Hornets because they were so bad and they were always a cheap ticket. And you got to see Kemba. And I got to see Kemba. I saw him as See, this is why he should be a Nick, because Kemba has a, a very large history at Madison Square Garden. I know. I know. Imagine how good he'd play in the playoffs when they make it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he'll just break break everybody's ankles. Well, he'll just game winners, man. Seven games in a row. Seven games in a row. All right, I'm going to hold the mic here and uh, talk about my super interesting trade where the Lakers get off <laughs> well, oh, Tang's contract. Everyone that will never, <laughs> ever happen because uh, apparently teams around the league want multiple first-rounders for Dang and the Lakers aren't willing to do it, which I completely understand. And apparently <laughs> the market has set the value at $20 million for a first-round pick to dump salary. But... Whoa. Um, and Dang has like 36.8, but it might be per year. I never got a clarification when I uh, read that. Um, and Dang only makes 18 a year, so that's in the range. Um, but I still don't understand why the Hawks wouldn't do this, even if they only got one first. So the trade is Bellinelli, Ilyasova, Delaney and, for Dang and the Lakers' 2020 first-round pick. Or this doesn't really need to happen at the deadline. This could happen in the offseason because then if it's after the draft, the Lakers could trade their 2019 pick. But I just I still don't understand why the Hawks wouldn't do this, even if they should be getting more than one first-round pick, because they are so far away from contention. They are not a free agent destination. Their best player is Dennis Schroeder. Like, hello. And just take the contract. Let him sit at home for the 18-19 season, and then you can buy him out <laughs> after that. And it doesn't impact their long-term outlook. They get the first-round pick. And if they do do it after the draft, then it's in 2019. If the Lakers strike out in free agency, then that is pretty... They, the Lakers would have to probably put some protections on that pick because if they strike out in free agency, they can't just like not have a, a top-seven pick. But I, just, I don't know why the Hawks... They're, they're not contending anytime soon. I don't know why they wouldn't just eat the contract and take the first-rounder. Are they not uh, aggressive with these things in trade history? I don't know. It is just that they d- that uh, apparently they don't tank. They've been middle of the road for like fifteen years. But the, I know. But the Lakers have given up on trading Dang because teams want multiple <laughs> first rounders and they're just not going to do it. So I don't. I don't know why the Hawks want to just do it for one first rounder because they don't need they, the next two seasons. They're not going to be good for the remainder of Dang's contract. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It would make sense for them. I don't know if GMs think that way, though. I don't think they think we're just not going to be good for two years. I'm sure they believe there's something I can do to turn this around next year. Unless, Unless you're, you're Sam Hinkie. Sam Hinkie. <laughs> Other than that. People... Well, I mean, I don't know. The Nets, I mean, the Nets, the Nets just did it twice. They just took on Crab and Damari Carroll. To to relieve yeah. the Raptors and the Blazers of of their tax bill, and they just took on the draft asset because they knew that they Did suck. They <laughs> and pay they, Alan Crab. What's that? 
they I thought they paid crap. They didn't. So they they signed him to an unrestricted free agent contract that was matched by the Blazers, and the Blazers were like, "Oh, we can't afford this guy." Oh, okay. And they just traded him to Brooklyn. Also, like, what leash is the Hawks GM on? You know, can he do this and be like, "All right, in three years, it's gonna start to show." A little promise. Am I still even going to be here? Is it even worth it? Why make it good for the next guy? A la Sam Hinkie. I guess I don't know what kind of leash he's on. But, I mean, I think that you could go to your owner and explain this to him. And yeah. have it have it make sense. It's pretty logical. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about their relationship. But I guess it could work. I mean, he's... It wouldn't work for the Knicks, I'll tell you that much, because James Dolan does not see logic. <laughs> Who are the Cavs trading Isaiah Thomas in the next Nets pick to? <laughs> Nobody, but in the spirit Charlotte. of Cavs trade. So I'm really annoyed because I, when I found out that the Cavaliers were calling out Kevin Love for faking an illness, I was yeah. like, all right, well, I guess I should play with trade trade machine and, and see... Uh, if anything makes sense, and there is, like, no trades in the NBA pretty much that make any sense because Kevin Love doesn't put you over the top, and then it wouldn't make sense for teams to get him just to make the playoffs, and then the bottom feeders aren't going to get him. And I came up with one trade, mm-hmm. and we're recording this on Wednesday night, and on Wednesday morning, <sighs> the first installment of the Dunk Don. <laughs> trade deadline mock or mock trade deadline came out and they came up with the exact trade that I came up with and they recorded before me. Nate Duncan stole your trade before uh you Nate Duncan and Kevin Pelton combined to uh or maybe it was Feldman, but they combined to pretty much steal my trade. But anyway, so Kevin Love would be going to the Detroit Pistons for Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley. And hmm. So, Love is an upgrade. He's older and more expensive, but he's an upgrade over Tobias Harris. And uh, and you'd kind of have, like, a, quote, big three with Drummond, Kevin Love, and Reggie Jackson once he ever comes back. And they <laughs> okay. should make the playoffs. And the other thing that I kind of like about it is that um, if you look at the way uh, Van Gundy built the magic with Dwight when they went to the finals, is he just had Dwight and then... He, it, it, Van Gundy Shooters. was almost like ahead of the curve on this, where mm-hmm. he just had Dwight and then four guys, and he had like Keto Turkoglu and Rashard Lewis yeah. and Jameer Nelson just standing at the three-point line and just like yep. dump the ball into Dwight. Here comes the double, swing the ball around, shoot a three, or Dwight just like dunks or or baby sky hooks if the double doesn't come. So he can pretty much do that again with and Hito Turkoglu was like the point forward pretty much. And one thing that Tyron Lue does not do that Kevin Love did in uh, Minnesota is he doesn't utilize him as a passer. And Stan would, since he let Hito Turkoglu pretty much like run their offense. I'm not saying that Kevin Love has the ability to be a point forward, but he would probably put him in more positions to use his playmaking, his passing mm-hmm. skills. And then on the flip side of this, uh, I mean, for the Cavs, um, they have. They are now in a heated battle with the Sacramento Kings to be the worst defense in the NBA this year. And Avery Bradley is the exact player that they need. Um, just another three and D guy to be there to slot next to LeBron, and then Tobias Harris can give you some playmaking and shooting as well. And your lineup becomes um, Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, LeBron. Tobias, and you'd have to go back to starting Tristan Thompson, but I mean, when you think of um, the only thing that matters to the Cavs beating the Warriors and Kevin Love's defensive deficiencies, and they've been playing him at small ball center a lot, and he offers absolutely no rim protection. Going back to Tristan Thompson really isn't exactly the worst thing in the entire world uh, in that scenario. And then if um, everyone leaves, so no one ever talks about this. I don't know why, but if LeBron leaves, I don't know why Isaiah would... Unless the Cavaliers offer Isaiah the most money, I don't know why Isaiah would stay. So if he leaves... I'm waiting for LeBron to leave. It's going to be So he, amazing. if he also leaves, then 
the Cavs probably just want cap space, and then they could just let Avery Bradley walk. So they're also kind of getting some salary relief out of this as well. So, And I don't actually want to see this happen. I just wanted to bring it up because I just cannot believe that Kevin Love got called out for faking. And illness, when keep in mind, Derek Rose literally said, I'm not going to play basketball for two months because I need to reevaluate my life because I suck at basketball. And no one on the Cavaliers cared or said a word. And Kevin Love was sick for one day. (laughs) And uh, got chastised in a in a team meeting. That wasn't even a players-only meeting. The coach and general manager were in the room. <laughs> so that is the state of your 2018 Cleveland Cavaliers. The coach being in the room doesn't mean much when your coach is Tyron Lue and he has like probably the fourth most authority on that team yeah, behind he LeBron. Really, the that's GM the only reason why he's wait. the coach because LeBron is he's just steps right over him. So a trade I do want to see. The Raptors sending Valanciunas, OG, and a first-rounder for Boogie. So I am a huge Kyle Lowry fan, as we have established. Therefore, I am, by default, a huge Raptors fan. And And a Drake fan. Big Drake guy. I hate Drake. So I don't know if I actually want the Raptors. I don't know if this is – it's got to not – it's definitely not the best long-term strategy, and I'm – not a short-term type of guy, but I kind of just want to see someone go for it, and I don't think the Cavaliers are going to be giving up that Brooklyn pick. Um, but it's just in the same vein as what the Thunder and the Rockets did and what I'm advocating for the Spurs to do, and you have two All-Stars in Lowry and DeRozan, and they're only getting older. The clock is ticking. And... Um, you're in the East. You're, you're in the East. The Cavaliers are... In fighting until the Caval- until the Cavaliers don't win the Eastern Conference, I think they're going to win the Eastern Conference. But yeah, and it's obviously risky because Boogie could just leave. But I mean, for someone that's never made the playoffs, if you get to the conference finals, and if he doesn't end up fist fighting everybody on the team, you'd have to imagine you'd have a good chance at re-signing him, and then you have a big three of Kyle Lowry. DeMar DeRozan and Boogie, which is going to be up there in the the NBA pantheon of big threes around the league. And on the flip side of all this for the Pelicans, um, they get Valanciunas, who is good and useful, and a center so they can keep Anthony Davis at four, which he Mm -hmm. wants to play. He doesn't want to take the pounding of being a five. And then they get a 3 and D, the exact type of player that they need, a 3 and D guy in OG. And then they get a first-round pick. So um, they're, they're them, they OG, themselves yeah. are going to be uh, pretty up against it in terms of uh, payroll and, and luxury tax. So having another first-rounder, or if they they want to get off some of their bad money like Asik, they would have an extra first-rounder now to try to move that contract to avoid the luxury tax. So... It's, it's, is that a win-win trade? Yeah. I kind of like I, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's risky for Toronto because what's your real upside? You know, like you, maybe if Losing everything breaks absolutely perfectly, you might win the Eastern Conference and then get slaughtered by the Warriors. But, I mean, everybody yeah. gets slaughtered by them. So, you know. Losing to the Warriors for a Toronto Raptor team it's not a bad. I mean, they've never been to the finals. Season so... outcome, right? So, so. Uh, but I don't want to see that though. I don't want to see Drake in the final. Well, he's, well, like, I know. he's well, in the finals anyway because he's a fan of every team. What's he but, gonna like... do? I mean, I know that this already happened: uh, Cavs, Raptors, Eastern Conference Finals. But if it happens again this year, I mean, what's he gonna do? He just runs to whoever wins and says, "Oh, I was, I was here, here the whole time." Yeah. No new friends. He just puts on a Yukon no jersey friends. after Kentucky loses. You know, normal shit. No, what he does is he goes to the Kentucky's uh, March or er, Midnight Madness and airballs the jumper. <laughs> I want to see him and Justin Bieber play a game of one on one. And I do not want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see anything. See to how do bad it is with either one of those people. I don't know. I honestly think you and I could beat them two on two. <laughs> um. Well, we wouldn't have the height advantage. No, we wouldn't, but it doesn't matter. It might not matter. They're both soft. 
Well, you're pretty soft. You'll get hurt too, but that's okay. I will probably sprain my. But ankle you'll play through it. You're not soft. You just get hurt very easily. You'll just play through it. Yeah, I'm like Donovan McNabb. All right. Um, do you have anything you want to interject here? Uh, yeah. Speaking of former Miami Heat players and people who probably frequent Miami, a la Justin Bieber, and people who will probably buy this jersey is. I want the Miami Heat's new Miami Vice jerseys. I really <laughs> want a Deion Waiters one. I don't know why it's not on the site. They have, like, every other player, but Deion Waiters, what's up with that? He's also, like, if you go to the player page, he's, like, eighth down. He should be number one. He's Deion fucking Waiters. But these jerseys uh, are amazing for those who haven't seen them. Who him. is number one? Is it Drogic? Uh, He's in front of the team photo, and then it's Hassan Whiteside. It's either him or Whiteside. Nice. But, like, Tyler Johnson shows up way before Deion Waiters. And, like, I just don't get it. But their city uniforms are the only reason that city uniforms should ever exist in the league. They really are by the far. It's, like, them. not even close. No. They're gorgeous. This is bad radio, but still. No, it's good Go radio. look them up. It's good They're radio. We need to be more like a Levitar show. The Levitard show? Yeah, we need to be more like radio. the Levitard show. What, like you don't get the show? Just tell people that when <laughs> Yeah, if they don't they you, complain. Just yell, you don't get the show. No, he figured it out. He really did. What? I think he figured it out. You can only... Figured what out? Because, I mean, there's only so many storylines. Like, mm-hmm. they, the things that they talk about on those daily shows, like First Take or whatever making, it is over yeah. at FS1... I mean, they just manufacture shit. They just make shit up so that they have something to talk about. And yeah. and um, Levitard will literally sit there going, all right, well, it's Wednesday, so anything that happened over the weekend, we just exhausted for the past two days, and the NBA just doesn't matter right now, and college football is over, and no one likes college basketball, and I don't know what it is <laughs> that you want me to talk about. So so, so they just they talk, talk about, about, dude, they talk about, oh, they talk, they interview, they just interview people, like Joe Buck tells stories about how he, like, ate up pot brownie like in mexico and like drove a golf cart into a tree and just refreshed his macbook for like three days waiting to show up on tmz that's awesome <laughs> and apparently one time joe buck pissed in the booth because he had to go so badly during the middle of the game and he kicked out the entire production team except for troy aikman and just pissed into a bottle what a f- oh God, <laughs> it's the same guy who almost died because of his addiction to hair plugs yeah that's why he was so in much. mexico because he was like he like oh, lied nice. to Fox and said he had the. Why like, is he still? Why I, is he doing the Super Bowl? I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know. Next year. But I uh, see. Oh but he. I don't know. Levitar figured it out. He figured it out. So they just talk about crazies. I mean, they had a. They had Did a. You they hear had yell at um, Rob Manfred about Derek Jeter gutting the Miami Marlins. No. He yelled at him about it. About it, you know asking him, did you know this was Derek Jeter's plan? And he was like, would just give a long answer. And he's like, it's a yes or no qu- question. Answer, Rob. Yes or no. Did you know? And you'd say, like, that was not in the plan. He's like, how could you not know? You're supposed to vet these owners about what their plan is and all this stuff. How could you not know? You're telling me you don't know? That's bullshit. And the guy was like, you can't tell me, have me on your show and call me a liar, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, a story broke that they knew and the MLB knew this was Derek Jeter's plan. See? Lovatard figured it out. Lovatard. Lovatard 2020. Yes, I agree. Lovatard Bomani. And he can uh, Levitard Mina Kimes, and he can wear his uh, his city, his Miami Vice city uniforms yes. while running for president. Yeah. Um. All right. So, a trade that I made that I just made it because it's a smaller trade. It's not like a flashy one, and I kind of wanted one of those. And I don't actually want to see this because it makes the Celtics better. But so the Celtics have their eight point four million dollar trade exception or player exception from Gordon Hayward's injury. So they can either sign a free agent um, to a maximum of $8.4 million, or they can trade for a player who's in the last year of his contract if that player makes less than $8.4 million. And guess what the Celtics' uh, offensive net rating is as of today? 102. Uh, Well, I meant their rank. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. 30th. I'm sorry. No, that's... It's 20th. It's 20th. They have fallen down to the 20th offense. 
They're 13th overall in rebound rate, 22nd in offensive rebound rate, and 11th in defensive rebound rate. And, of course, the offensive rebound rate could just be Stevens is skewing offensive rebounds, which tons of teams do because they don't think it's worth the energy, and then you just give up fast break points. Um, That's what so, I do in 2K. You always set all, all get back, no one crash. So, yes, 2K is taking over. Very um accurate. So the Celtics should use that exception that they have to trade for Alex Len. Not a big, flashy, sexy move, but um, Aaron Baines is uh, not good. And Alex Len has the highest offensive rebound, defensive rebound, and total rebound rate out of anybody on the Celtics. Even though, well, he would have the highest rates out of anybody on the Celtics. And Aaron Baines is at a 50% true shooting percentage right now with an 11.59 PER, and Alex Len is at a 61.2% true shooting percentage right now with a 19.3 PER. So he would improve their rebounding. He would give them a little more juice on offense. Their biggest need is really someone who could uh, kind of duplicate. Not that you can duplicate what Kyrie does, but kind of create without the ball. Um, kind of Tatum could do it, but he's really regressed. And then Jalen Brown doesn't really seem to be a creator, more of a system type of guy. But you don't really get, I mean, how many wing players that, if you have a wing guy that is bouncy and can create, you don't trade them. Unless they yeah. want to just, like, give up their own first-round pick because it's going to be, you know, last or whatever and get and rent out Tyreek Evans for this year. But um, I just think that, Len over Baines is a bigger upgrade than just installing another wing player like Tyreek into their rotation. And um, I'm a little uh, uh, curious what else the Suns are. So if Boston sends a second-round pick, their own second-round pick, obviously it's going to be the fourth-to-last pick of the draft, which isn't uh, great or anything because those guys barely ever pan out. But... Uh, who is giving the Suns anything for Alex Len? And he's just going to leave. So, I mean, you might as well just take the what pick. What do the Suns expect to get? I mean, I know. I mean, no one, the center market is, I mean, no no centers can get paid. Everybody has one. The Suns have three. I mean, they're not going to get any. It's either you just let them walk for, and you get nothing, or you just take the Celtics second round pick and, like, who knows? You hit the lotto on the pick. And the lotto could be that he turns into like a a rotation Decent player. Player, yeah. Can they package Devin Booker into this somehow? <laughs> I don't think so. But if you're looking for a super flashy Celtics pick, I got now. I don't want to see this happen either, but I just wanted to come up with like something juicy. And my trade here is that the Celtics send Al Horford, Jalen Brown. The Lakers Kings pick and the Clippers pick for oh Anthony Davis, and they take on Oshseek's contract. So the money is like pretty much perfect. The Clippers pick is lottery protected in 2019 and 2020, and if it doesn't convey, it becomes a 2022 second rounder. And if the Clippers don't, I mean, they're Griffin and Gallinari are always injured and DJ could leave but if they just get like 65 if DJ stays and they get 65 games out of Danilo and Griffin I mean I don't see why they they would be in the lottery in 2019 and 2020 and they'll have um, Pat Beverly back so that pick to me isn't even really that valuable because I think there's a pretty good chance it's going to convey into a 2022 second rounder and then I mean, if you're the Pelicans, not that you want to trade Anthony Davis, I mean, you are really getting as good of a return as you possibly can. You can you bring in Horford, and you can sell Boogie on the fact that you're still trying to win now, and you're not punting because you bring in an all-star, and you bring in a young guy in Jalen Brown, a 3-and-D young guy, which is the thing that they need most. And then you get the Lakers' Kings pick, which is going to end up eventually landing you a top five pick. It's probably going to end up being the Kings pick next year, which is only top one protected, and they're 
going to be. I mean, they may even be worse next year. They're talking to the Cavs about a George Hill trade right now. They may uh, Vince Carter is going to be gone. Zach Randolph will be another year older and slower. So, I mean, you're looking at probably a top three pick next year with the Kings pick. And then you get the Clippers pick. And you get off Omar Asik's contract. So, I mean, that's pretty much as good as you're going to get. And if you're the Celtics, the entire rationale for doing this is just the fact that you get Anthony Davis. So, I pose to you, um, next year, if the... Celtics starting lineup is Kyrie, Hayward, Tatum, Morris, and Anthony Davis. If everybody in Cleveland stays, is Boston the best team in the Eastern Conference? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. That's so funny, though. That's none of their players. That's all people they just traded for. <laughs> I know. It's none of the picks. Except after, for Tatum. after all this building and, and asset hoarding. Um, well, they'd have Tatum. Well, I guess that's why they're doing it. But yeah, they, I mean Tatum is their own guy. But he, I just mean new. It's none of the players who made the Celtics pretty good last year, <laughs> or early yeah, this no. year. Um, and they probably have to just renounce Marcus Smart and let him leave. Right. Well, I don't know if the Pelicans would do that. Isn't that? I find the Pelicans a little risky to be trading Anthony Davis. And oh, I'm not saying that the Pelicans won't do it. I'm not saying that the Pelicans would do it. I wouldn't even do it if I was the Pelicans. I think it's a good return. I think that you're getting as much value is, as you're I... going to get from trading Anthony Davis. But if I was the Pelicans, but I would just Boogie never, leaves. ever, ever trade Anthony Davis. Yeah, I think you trade Boogie. But I think the Celtics, if Gordon Hayward's healthy, I think at this point they're the best team in the East with uh... the Cavs are right now. I just it, it, this happens every year in Cleveland. They just like don't care. I know. And they don't try, and then they don't even it get seems... the one seed, and then they just walk to the finals. Yeah. I don't know. And it'll be the same thing this year. year. Like and the then this year, years. and then after the All Star game, they'll win like fourteen of the first fifteen <laughs> games after the All Star game, and then it'll be like, oh yeah, they normally they, it's they, LeBron's not trying, and they're just not good, and everyone's like, why aren't they good? This year it's like fighting and weird shit going on with people not showing up and LeBron looks pissed all the time. LeBron does look know. pissed all the time. The, during the OKC game when they got absolutely when they gave up 148 points, there were a lot of times where his body language and his facial expressions were like I cannot wait to not be a Cavalier. Yeah. Like I need to banana boat this to the Lakers or to the Rockets or something. Well, he better get a new, new banana boat that includes Paul George. <laughs> yeah, it will. I don't think yeah, it could still include Melo. It's just not going to include Chris Paul unless he goes to the Rockets, and then it's not going to include everybody else. I think he's got to go to the Lakers with Melo and Wade and just be old and tell Chris Paul, sorry, buddy, you, sh- you fucked up. Easy. Speaking I've of the Lakers clearing cap space to sign LeBron and Paul George, I have another trade to dump Jordan Clarkson's salary. Um, so in this scenario... The Utah Jazz trade Jordan, trade Joe Johnson for Jordan Clarkson straight up. Um, the Lakers probably don't even care about getting an asset back because all they want to do is dump him. And Joe Johnson has a $10 billion expired contract. I would imagine the Lakers would just buy him out. And then he'll just go play for the Cavs. Um, yep. And... So Utah actually can get up to a lot of cap space this offseason if they renounce all of their guys, and they're even shopping favors and um, hood, and I don't know what they're looking to get back, if they're looking to take any uh, long-term money back on that. But they can get up to like 25 or $30 million, I think, which is a lot of cap space, but I still just don't believe in anyone actually going to Utah as a free agent. <laughs> so even though it has been debated recently as to how good Jordan Clarkson actually is and if his contract is a positive, negative, or neutral. It probably is a negative, but I think he is better than uh, most people think that he is, and he may not be the way that you want to spend your money, but um, if the Jazz really are looking to get off of Ricky Rubio, then he would uh, be able to slide in to the starting lineup and just play kind of the way that Harden and Chris Paul do with Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, not nearly as good. 
but they kind of just uh, both run the show, both do their thing. They're not, they're both, well, Chris Paul's a true point guard. Well, they're both really point guards, but Mitchell and Clarkson are both, like, fake point guards, um, although Mitchell certainly has the potential to become a real one. And if they do this, um, they can ju- they just have someone, they can even bring him off the bench. I mean, Clarkson has been, you know, uh, not really in the in the sixth man of the year conversation as someone who might actually win, but he's kind of, you know, in the, like, I don't know, maybe the fifth spot for the award. So they can bring him off the bench. They have nobody who's, like, a bouncy shot creator. And... And then going forward, I mean, if they don't abandon, um, if they don't abandon Rodney Hood, then and they and they just stick with Rubio, they just stick out the contract. I mean, next year their starting lineup is Rubio, Mitchell, Hood, and Gobert, and uh, someone that they whoever they end up uh, using to replace Derek Favors, and then they have Burks. And Clarkson and Ingles and Cephalosha coming off the bench, so I mean that's pretty good, um, especially for I but, mean uh, just to stress that I don't think that they can really get anybody in free agency. I don't know why they even upgrade. I don't, being pretty good in the West now. Well, if Donovan Mitchell becomes How a star, if Donovan Mitchell becomes a star, and then you have Gobert. And enough nice guys around them. Maybe they can bring in a shooter. I mean, maybe they can bring in Redick with their money. Then, uh, I mean, if the Rockets and Warriors aren't going anywhere, if the Spurs ever get old, um, if Paul George leaves, good luck. If the Clippers all get injured, <laughs> um. Then I mean they're solidly in the playoffs. This isn't gonna happen, and they probably wouldn't even do this. But this is a trade that I want to see. That was the title of the episode, so that would be the Lakers' venue or avenue to getting off the Clarkson contract. Okay, I believe in it. And what I also want to see is the Jazz in concert. This also will not happen because it makes no sense for the. Well, it kind of makes sense for the Bucks to do this, but it's more valuable for them to see what they have in Jabari Parker. But mm-hmm. if the Bucks can um, send like Derek Favors and a second round pick, and then they get Jabari and Rashad Vaughn and Jason Terry just to make the money work. Rashad Vaughn and Jason Terry obviously aren't like really important in this. Um, so the Bucks as we've discussed at the 29th offensive rebound rate and the 26th rebound rate overall. And Favors would have the best rebound rate um, on the Bucks, offensive rebound rate, and the third best rebound rate on the Bucks behind only Giannis and Henson. And then Favors is actually a pretty good uh, rim defender. So he ranks seventh in defended field goal percentage within six feet of the basket with at least 30 games played and more than four attempts per game on those shots um and he just he seems like a nice kind of piece that they could use um to just give them uh more rim protection and obviously to help them out rebounding since they are oh so bad at it and um not that the Bucks would do this because they probably just want to keep Parker and see what they have in him, but I just want Parker to get to the Jazz because um, if you remember in 2014, they offered the fifth pick and Derek Favors for the f- to the Cavaliers for the first pick because they wanted to take Jabari Parker because Jabari Parker is Mormon. And they figured if there was ever a star, if there was ever an NBA star, future NBA star player that wouldn't leave Salt Lake City for a better market, it would be Jabari Parker. Um, and obviously... Is he a star anymore, though? I don't... No. Well, me, I mean, he's pretty good when he doesn't have a torn ACL, but now he has had right. two torn ACLs and he wasn't that athletic to begin with. Um, but I just think it would be cool to see them finally get their hands on Jabari Parker than him kind of blossom and they were totally right because Jordan Gordon Hayward left for Boston and he's not Mormon so obviously the trick is to get somebody that's Mormon 
<laughs> um, and and then if you add him in and Mike Clarkson trade, your starting lineup next year is Rubio, Mitchell, Hood, Parker, and Gobert with Burks, Clarkson, Ingles, and Sevolja off the bench. So, you know, if they use their cap space that way, if the Jazz use their cap space that way to bring in Clarkson and Parker, and all they're really doing is shedding Derek Favors, who they don't even want. I mean, they say they want, but the Favors, Gobert pairing just doesn't really seem to work. And then Joe Johnson, who is just literally nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, they... He's got deceptive speed. He plays slow, all right? Sure, well, he can go play slow on a title contender after the Lakers buy him out. I always thought Derek Favors was going to be way better than he ended up being. I mean, he turned into a pretty good player. I actually didn't think he was going to be good at all, so that shows what I know. He's still only 26 until, like, he's 26 for a while still. <laughs> he feels like he's been around forever. Yes, because he was the centerpiece to the Darren Williams trade, which seems like 5,000 years ago. Oh, my God, yeah. 2010. Wow. Oi. Oi. Oi, for real. But the Jazz won that trade. Yeah. They did win the trade, so. Pretty much everyone who made trades around the last seven years with the Nets have won the trades. It was a good time to be selling stars. The Nuggets won. Although, I don't know if the Nuggets really won their trade. Yeah. Kind of a the Knicks didn't win. I'll tell you that. A much. Net neutral, I would say. But anyway, that's my plan for the Bucks. And no, I, just, I you know I tried to make some DJ trades, but none of them make sense or are really realistic, based on because I mean the the Bucks can't send a pick, and they don't want Tristan. The Clippers don't want Tristan Thompson in DJ. I don't think DJ makes the Cavs, uh, like that much better um i try to think of a way to get dj to washington but it just couldn't really happen with the contracts i came up with a trade to send him to toronto because i was just trying to think of toronto trades uh where they could kind of go for it and i don't i mean it just didn't make any sense for them to do it he's just not gonna put them over the top either and the boogie trade is way better and I don't know. I don't really have a DJ. I don't think that he's going to get traded. I don't think that anyone is going to yeah. end up giving the Clippers what it is that they're looking for. And that, I mean, I agree with that. I don't know if he's going to leave in free agency. I mean, I don't know who's going to want to pay him. I think that the Clippers are the only ones that are going to want to pay him. And I don't think Lou Williams is going to get traded either. I mean, I would love to see him. <laughs> not that the Thunder need another uh, ball dominant one-on-one scorer, but they have no bench. I mean, they are so thin, and they just can't, they have ugh, they have no bench scoring. So it would be cool to see Lou Williams on the Thunder. It would be cool. I mean, for me, I would like to see him on the Pacers. I, they could really use him, and I want to make sure that the Pacers make the playoffs. Um, the Bucks could use Lou Williams because they just don't really have any... I mean, they do kind of have some like shot creators, but... They still just need more shooter. Every team needs more shooter. I would love to see Lou Williams end up in Philly um, because Marco Fultz, it's questionable if he actually exists. So another uh, uh, off-the-bounce weapon would be good for that team. I don't think I don't think they're going to trade him either. I don't think that they care enough about – I mean, what are you going to get for Lou Williams? The Lakers already traded him with more time left on his contract, and they – got a first round pick and they had to take back salary. They had to take back Corey Brewer. So now you get three months of Lou Williams. I mean, what are teams really giving? And then you have to either pay him or let him walk. So I mean, if someone comes with like a really nice second round pick, do the Clippers care that much about a second round pick to basically say like we're not... The Clippers still think they're going to win now. I know. So that's no. what I'm saying. They think they're going to win now. They think they're going to make the playoffs. They may very well make the playoffs. So is is um, taking on a second-round pick worth it to just, like, throw away this year to them? I don't think so. No. 
when Blake Griffin got injured, I thought that they were going to end up, like, at the bottom. Not the bottom, because there's nothing worse than the Kings, but pretty far down there. Pretty very far out of the playoff picture. And they and you know what? Nobody is saying that Doc Rivers deserves Coach of the Year attention, but Gallinari is dead, and Blake Griffin missed all that time, and Pat Beverly tore his knee, like, the third game of the season, and... Lou Williams and half of a G League roster stayed afloat in the Western sure. Conference, and they now are certainly, certainly in contention to end up in the playoffs. And Doc Rivers and Lou Williams are the forces behind the side. forgetting Austin Rivers. He also missed time. Hmm. Yeah, he is out, but he's obviously a catalyst because... Because they well, tried to kill him in a locker room, so yeah, and that was a game he missed with a foot injury. Right, he wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah, and then he incited like the Trojan horse of uh, lame NBA, NBA fights. Yeah, so now have any of your New Year's resolutions come true? My James Harden resolution came true in reverse because he did right. get hurt, and. If the Hawks do the trade that I would like them to see, then they will act as a dumping ground. Are you, are you just going to talk about that trade every podcast until it happens so you can like link back to this long storyline of you and the Hawks? I'm just saying I don't know why they want to do this. <laughs> um, no, the other resolutions haven't come true. Yeah, Frank has not learned to, to drive attack. in the 19 games since then. The Bulls are 10-9 and nine since we talked, so they're not on a win streak anymore but they're beating decent teams but they're like not they're not like they're doing Pacers they're just playing their Philly. young guys they don't have these veterans i know they're they just stop guys. winning they trade. just keep winning well they're gonna trade miratic you're gonna get that one they're going to trade miratic well they better uh and obviously jason kidd got fired so hallelujah hallelujah i haven't heard any more talks about a team going to seattle so adam silver needs to step it up the clippers man they're going to be bad. No one's going to go to their games. They're going to trade DeAndre, like you, even though you said they can't. And then they're going to go to Seattle. They're going to get run out of town. They'd be knock. so embraced. They want, the Seattle wants a team back so badly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, do you have any more any more fake trades for our listeners? Um, yes, the 1998... Los Angeles Lakers should commit draft to Tracy making, McGrady. to trading up to draft Tracy McGrady. All they I, needed to do was get rid of like Robert Ory and Derek Fisher. Um, uh, those are like the two most clutch guys in Laker history. I guess it wouldn't matter because they would just. Win. It wouldn't matter when you're up by fifty <laughs> by the third quarter every game. <laughs> I think if that happened, I probably would not have been a T Mac fan. You know, if you. he was on the Lakers, he would have just been like another guy on a superstar team and I would just been like uh fuck that uh, who would I be a fan of Paul Pierce no 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 oh no 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 no, no. Uh, I don't know who's a comparable I would have loved Allen Iverson more probably Vince Carter I guess Vince I think it would have been Allen Iverson though That'd but be... no I have no trades okay so that'll about do it for us here hopefully we get some of these trades correctly and we will look like profits. And for anyone that listened, please tweet at us to let us know which one of our all-star teams you think would win in the all-star game. We will put a poll up as soon as this comes out. Thanks for listening.